words. Take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please. Open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. It's Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. We're talking about the agenda served by the way the media handles this Lafayette shooting, for example, was a white guy shot two people in a movie theater in Lafayette, Louisiana, with in less than an hour, within one hour of this happening. No motive was known. I mean, there was no facts coming out of there at that point. The New York Times wrote an article about it. The reporter tweeted it. And in the article, it said that Obama had already been briefed. So obviously, this story was on somebody's radar or this kind of story or whatever to pump like mad for what? For some agenda, no doubt, because there were many more. There were I I, I on my radar happened to be three more heinous crimes happening right around that time. Even one here in Sewanee, Georgia, where a guy killed himself and his wife and her two kids and critically injured her dad. I just, uh, and there were other things too that I'm not going to go back into. I did earlier in the show. You can always uh, podcast, listen to my podcast on com. But the my point is there's an agenda. The agenda obviously is gun control. There's also this concept of mental screening, mental health screening for gun control. And I can see why people think that's a good idea because they think it would actually be used in good faith by the people who were doing it, which is the government. And the problem is you cannot trust the government with that kind of responsibility. I was sitting next to at a wedding, a psychiatrist in California of all places, and I did not expect him to be receptive to my ideas, but he was unbelievably and said that uh, you cannot have mental health screening because everybody Nobody's perfect mentally, that everybody could be called a little bit crazy if that's what you wanted to call them. And when I hear how uh, the media, it was the head of the Southern Poverty Law Center on CNN yesterday, saying that this guy in Lafayette was slightly mentally ill. He was an anti-government extremist. And that's what people like that do. And they're super dangerous. So I am a radical libertarian. I'm an extreme libertarian. That's an anti-government position. And if that's what I would rather take my chances being able to defend myself with a gun against the uh, uh, rare crazy person um, than I would want to defend myself against a government whose interests are not aligned with mine. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Ted in Atlanta. Hi, Ted. You're on with Monica. Well, I have read somewhere, and I don't know where, that this military we have, that we have funded, cannot go against its people. Yeah, posse comitatus. uh, Ma'am? That's the law. It's called posse comitatus, and it was put in place after the Civil War, and it said that the Army can't go against U.S. citizens. Uh Uh-huh. I knew I had read it, but then we are now taking our... National Guard and going against the people. Ain't that military? 
Yeah, it's funny that you should be talking about this because uh, in this clip I'm going to play of Wesley Clark, he wants to classify these people as prisoners combat, like as soldiers, that he wants to put them in camps as prisoners of war, people here in this country before they've committed crimes. It's really crazy. I'm going to play the clip in a second, but I'm going to let you uh, respond. Okay, and this, this also goes back to Mr. Obama's comment that he wanted a civilian force just as strong and just as funded as our military. Yeah, I remember that from before he was uh, even elected. Yeah, it, go, it comes around, doesn't it? Yeah, that's crazy. And then there was another thing that I thought was on point, which is uh, there's one bill in Congress. There's another in Senate. In the Senate, uh, the one in Congress is that they, the Secretary of State should have the right to take away your passport if he classifies something as a foreign terrorist organization and decides that you have aided it. So he could take away your passport, even, I think, under some circumstances, revoke citizenship. And the uh, the one in the Senate is in the highway bill. It says it can the IRS could take your passport away if it claims that you owe them fifty thousand dollars on an inflation adjusted basis. So they they there are even ways where they would now not classify you as an American citizen if you were somebody they uh, didn't like. I mean, I, I think that's extreme, but I don't yeah. like that they're going to take your passports away without any kind of uh, hearing. No right to appeal, from what I can tell. So right. let me get to this. Yeah, do you have a final point? Yeah, you said that you were anti-government. You're not anti-government. You're anti-big government. I actually, you know, I, I don't like to say it. Thank you so much. What I really am against is the modern state. Government, of course. There's government in my own house. I'm the government in my house, you know? You the government in your house. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. So... Okay. So thank you so much. Uh, yes, I, I actually try to remember that, that it's this modern state. It's this coercive monopoly state with the sole and total right to tax and really wants to reserve itself the, the right to kill, you know, to put you in jail, to take you away. That that this modern state, it's, it's absolute power and it corrupts absolutely just like it would with an individual. But let me play this clip. And get your reaction to it. This is uh, Wesley Clark, uh, the new clip of Wesley Clark. Generally, uh, you know, a lot of people would say you reap what you sow. So how do we fix self-radicalized lone wolves domestically? Well, we've got to identify um, the people who are most likely to be radicalized. We've got to cut this off at the beginning. There are always a certain number of young people who are alienated. They don't get a job. They lost a girlfriend. Their family doesn't feel happy here. Mm -hmm. And we can watch the signs of that. And there are members of the community who will reach out to those people and bring them back in and encourage them to look at their blessings here. But I do think on a national policy level, we need to look at, um, at what self-radicalization means because we are at war with um, uh, this group of terrorists. They do have an ideology. In World War II, if uh, someone supported Nazi Germany at the expense of the United States, we didn't say that was freedom of speech. Uh, we, we put him in a, in a camp. We, they were prisoners of war. So uh, if these people are radicalized and they don't support the United States and they're disloyal to the United States as a matter of principle, fine, that's their right. It's our right and our obligation to segregate them from the normal community for the duration of the conflict. And I think we're going to have to increasingly get tough on this, not only in the United States, but our allied nations like Britain and Germany and France are going to have to look at their domestic law procedures. 
General Wesley Clark, as always, great to see you, sir. Thanks for your time, and I want to pass along you, to our Josh. viewers. The guy's like, great to see you, and like, it's the most terrifying one minute on the, on the media that I've heard in a long time. I, it's every sentence was like, really, really, really? He says... Uh, you should identify people most likely to be radicalized and cut them off from the beginning. So that's pre-crime. He, and some of the flags would be you lose your job, you don't have a girlfriend, your family's unhappy here. And, uh, and so that, that those are the flags that we need to be monitoring, which pretty much qualifies every single teen boy or young, uh, young person you know, at, at a certain stage of life. And he says that on a national policy level, we are at uh, war with this group of terrorists. And on a national level, we have an authorization to use force against al-Qaeda and the countries that support al-Qaeda as our uh, people who attacked us at 9-11. But our our uh, war right now and there's this is in the news perhaps what we're talking about today is a distraction turkey gave us permission to start bombing syria through their territory they have actually started launching missiles over into syria syria the rebels whose side we're on are al-qaeda it's al-nusra front um isis is an offshoot of that the a recent document that i talked about on the air uh pointed out U.S. intelligence, we saw ISIS rising, and it served our purpose to get rid of Assad, so we're okay with it. Our allies were doing it. So that, that this national policy, this conflict is undefined. It's undeclared. There is no clear-cut uh, goal or end point. And I understand that uh, if we're talking about, like, it's easy to ignore Gitmo because it's radical Islamists, or so they say, and and this is, a, you know, you can practically tell by looking at the people if they're in the category that is scary, and that isn't you, so it's not that bad. But they were, the way, I just saw an article in the New York Daily News about who radicalized Dylan Roof. So they're talking about that person is radicalized. This guy in Lafayette, he's an anti-government extremist, an anti-government extremist. Wesley Clark says these are people who don't support the United States, are disloyal to the United States. But what does that mean? Is the United States, our federal government has uh, uh, abandoned the Constitution in many ways, even just looking at fast-track authority to Obama, uh, where they gave him, uh, they uh, relinquished their obligations under the Constitution for the Senate to advise and consent on treaties. That is totally unconstitutional. So they're not really functioning that way. And uh, and I think we have an obligation to push back on them. I do not want a revolution or violence or anything because I just don't want to live in that world. I think there are other ways to protest. But if if protesting gets you into a camp <laughs> because it's a pre-crime, that's scary to me. And I think that for him to say that and not be uh, just, whoa, for it to hit all the headlines, that's scary too. Uh, tell me what you think, 800-WSB-TALK. I'll get your calls right after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Hot and partly cloudy as the work week begins. High Monday, 92, Tuesday, 93. But that forecast could change. So stay tuned to Weekend Weather on WSB brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. 
having a really lively discussion about guns and the agenda to take your guns and how uh, the media emphasizes that message in its coverage of uh, events like the one in Lafayette. I'm going to Katie in Atlanta. Hi, Katie. You're on with Monica. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi. Thank you for calling and for holding so long. (laughs) I have a question for you. I don't have an answer for this. I'm hoping you have an answer. Okay. Um, I have a gun. I carry. I have a permit. Uh, It has served me. It has saved my life before. Uh, My concern is not people like I, because I'm responsible. I took classes from a Marine gunny sergeant. What about people who just go and buy a gun? They think they know everything. They're sitting in that crowded theater. They hear shots, and they pull out, and who knows what they're going to shoot at and what they're going to hit. In a mall, the same scenario. So a cool-headed person is one thing, but a flustered idiot that doesn't know what they're doing is my concern. Well, listen to what my concern is, Katie. I want to tell you this. There, I was reading an article a while ago on an unrelated matter that uh, a guy sued, I believe it was New York City Police Department, because they would not accept him as a cop because his IQ was too high. That they didn't want people with very high IQs because they didn't think they'd keep the job for very long. These are the people. They are screened. The higher IQs are screened out of the authorities who are entrusted with a gun. And I'm not trying to, I mean, I have never met a cop or a military person who doesn't talk to me about rights and I have no problem. But I'm just saying as a general rule, just trusting the government to have them is, uh, is no more comforting to me than the chances you might take if uh, the average citizen is, is irresponsible. What else? Well, I agree with you, but I think an excellent offside to this government obsession with taking away our guns is to show that we're responsible and that we have a viable Uh, way of handling this. Yes, that's interesting. There is a a website by Robert Farrago who really broke the Operation Fast and Furious story. It was so fantastic. Uh, Truth About Guns um, is the website, and he has like stupid gun owner of the day posts, and his goal is to point out to you that you have to be responsible. But if you look at the stats for accidents, they're actually pretty low. For crimes uh, deterred, they're quite high. And it sounds to me, Katie, like your guns have uh, saved you from crimes, which means you probably feel at more liberty to do what you want to do because you're safe and you stay safe that way. So I think that's the norm. Uh, but we have lots more of this conversation. Uh, Joe has a comment about common sense gun laws. I think you're going to like them. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I'm your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And when it comes to the right to defend yourself, I think we are all on the same page. Sometimes I people object to what my view on the News of the Week, which I love. I love to have open exchange. But we seem to all be on the same page today that this this is our our last stand against our government. Uh, there is no real state sovereignty anymore, and and the citizen sovereignty is the is the fundamental unit of defense, and we need to be able to preserve that. And uh, I'm going to go to Joe in Marietta. Joe, you're on with Monica. 
Hey, Monica. Um, you know, my eyes glass over oftentimes when I hear President Obama talk, and and I wonder if a lot of other people, you know, kind of experience the same thing. You know, uh, case in point, I just want to ask you a question. I'm just going to hang up and let you comment. But okay. uh, he's talking about, you know, uh, employing more common sense gun laws in our nation, but yet in Chicago, his hometown, he, uh, you know, they, they have one of the highest uh, crime rates and death rates due to guns, murder rates. And would President, you know, my question to you is would President Obama think that there are enough common sense gun laws employed in Chicago where? Yeah. You know, from what I've heard, uh, they have the most stringent gun laws in the nation. I have, I'm going to hang up okay. and just listen to you. Thanks, Joe. I have read that if you, and it's I, maybe I'm not good at research or what, even though I do a lot of it, but my, uh, I have read that the gun laws that are so severe in the inner cities are basically always the democratically controlled areas and that if you could actually peel those uh, heavy gun law places out of the stats well the stats they say about the united states having this super high rate of crime and gun deaths and gun violence if you actually take those areas out like chicago and dc the the rate plummets and becomes uh, equivalent. And that goes to some historical stuff I had read about. There's always been cultural differences between the United States and Great Britain when it came to uh, gun use and homicides and all that kind of stuff. That You could go on and on with the stats. There are whole books written about it. And that uh, there are there's higher violent crime rates in some of these countries that don't have guns because, of course, if women don't have guns, they're really sitting targets a lot of times. So, yeah, I think that the idea of common sense is that if you can defend yourself, you are less likely to be hurt. I cannot see any other way around that. You could eradicate all guns in the world and maybe it'd be safer, but maybe not. Would the women be safer? You know, I don't think so. I was saying how there was a government document saying nuclear weapons greatly reduced almost to nothing, if not nothing, the chance of a big war because it's a total deterrent. So I think the common sense is that you should protect yourself. And that is the foundation of the entire government. Um, thank you for the call. Uh, Mark, I'm in Dawsonville. I'm going to you. This is Monica. Hey, Monica. I got to say this about that is uh, right now the confiscation has begun. Uh, the VA and Social Security as well as the volunteer, they're actually going through and figuring out who they need to go after. And if you're on a disability, it's not like you can go to court and protect yourself. I have a neighbor that's a retired Martin Marietta. He has post-traumatic stress because he's in Vietnam, and uh, he has a top-secret clearance. And you don't have a top-secret clearance, and you're not a crazy man if you have one. And they went after him. Well, he went and got a Minnesota test done and passed it with flying colors, and it took that to get them off of him. And they did everything in the world to provoke him, and that's the big government I'm against because <clears throat> what I learned from living in the mountains is live and let live. But these people that are calling themselves liberals, they're not liberals because lib liberals will live and let live. Just like the other caller you had where she turned around and said you had to be qualified to use a gun, 
veterans have been qualified for as many years as they were in the military twice a year. So why would there be a challenge to a veteran? Yeah, I've got and, it. I, I've got, go ahead, you can finish your point, and then I've got a few, more, few I things. have one more comment go. about Wesley Clark. He's part of the societies. He was also NATO's Supreme Commander, so he's not even an American anymore. Oh, I should have pointed out, yes, he's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. He's definitely yeah, yeah. not speaking for himself, in my I opinion. Could, I wish you could call me later, because I could tell you a bunch of things that'll blow your mind. Well, <laughs> email me. Anybody who wants to email me, um... It's go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. There's an email thing. There's Facebook, Twitter, at Monica Perez Show. But you made a lot of points, and I want to rattle them off one after the other. Uh, the, you said he took the Minnesota test or whatever, a psychological test, and that got him off the hook. But what happens when those tests are no longer considered valid and the tests that are considered valid show a resistance to authority as like a deal breaker when it comes to mental health? Having the government in control of this uh, it's just too subjective. It's too easily abused. You said that uh, they're not liberals. They call themselves liberals. That's a funny thing. A lot of people don't realize that libertarians are very similar to what's called classical liberals, which were our founders. But that liberals, modern day liberals, took that expression because it made them sound better than progressive or whatever. It sounds like they want freedom. But redistributing wealth, which is the foundation of American liberalism, of course, isn't about freedom. But in Europe, uh, they, they'll call liberals, libertarians, liberals still over there. And uh, so there is definitely some... Uh, one of my favorite expressions these days is Confucian, where the first step on the path of wisdom is to call things by their proper names. So that's one that uh, they're ahead of us on that one. You said that people in the military are uh, kind of pre-screened. In New York City, where I grew up, and half of my family, or pro- basically everybody who's still there, is a cop. We actually moved. We lived next door to our cousins who had nine. There were nine kids in that family and nine kids in our family. My father was afraid of the crime and moved. But my uncle was a cop, so he stayed. And so he got to stay in the city. But those guys, when they're retired, they all get to keep their guns. They get gun permits. The only people I have ever known to have a a concealed carry permit in New York has been, who isn't an actual active cop, is an ex-cop. So there is definitely a precedent to just give those people the guns. But the military probably is too broad a group. They w- would not feel like they could control that. So I doubt that's going to be a, a, just a pass if you were in the military. And the last thing is you said they're going after his guns in, uh, I think you said Kennesaw, where you would think they would be the last place because of their really their devotion to the principles of self-defense. That I saw a video of a bunch of guys in Katrina when, after Hurricane Katrina where the the law enforcement came around and just collected guns and the guys looked at each other and said oh we just got our guns took you know like we 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 used to say you know prime out of my cold dead hands and uh they're gone and i don't even know what happened so you're right they're they are uh, always trying to make headway on that but um i am uh i've been accused that everything is always negative i'm going to tell you something positive coming up let me just uh, take a couple of more calls i'm going to david david you're on with monica hi how are you i'm going to kind of play into what you just said and what the last caller said okay. i'm a law enforcement official covered by the law enforcement safety act uh which means i can carry in new york city chicago washington dc doesn't matter where i go across state lines i'm also an mp in the reserves and uh I don't want to say where, but today we had an interesting thing where 
our MPs were disarmed because we were told by one of our senior leadership that we were more of a danger to the people in our building being armed than anything that might otherwise happen. So this agenda is playing in also in the military. How can they even make... Well, I thought it was weird the Chattanooga thing was in a, a military installment. Like, that seemed weird to me. Sure, why not? There, none of them can be armed. Even, even covered under the Law Enforcement Officer Safety Act, I am specifically excru- excluded from carrying on a min- military installation or within a military facility. And what do you so, think the, the underlying purpose is there? I don't know what the underlying purpose is, and quite frankly, I don't care, but it's, it's a horrible idea. People used to carry concealed many years ago. Um, I, I, it's just appalling to me. I'm, I'm insulted that uh, not only am I, am I a law enforcement official, but I have uh, lots of specific advanced training. And to have somebody that's a very senior official say that we're more dangerous than a potential terrorist attack or a criminal attack or anything like that, an insider threat, is just appalling to me. Not to mention, I think that there is an element to you're used to carrying, you have the training, You, if you were in a position where you had to defend yourself or somebody else, you'd be ready, willing, and able to do that. And here you are, very vulnerable. I almost think that you're bearing of always knowing, having the confidence, like Katie called earlier, and she said guns have saved her lives, her life. I believe it's because she can walk around unafraid knowing that she can defend herself. And so maybe a situation will arise, but you can handle it. And I think it must be difficult to have to think, wow, I'm completely vulnerable in this situation. What do I do? If I, if I can add, I also had a discussion with somebody and I don't want to say who that was, but they were commenting on the potential for people because they are at the very least concerned. Some are scared about the potential for violence, you know, because we've been specifically targeted by ISIS and our family members. And they said, well, what if people have guns in the building? And, and I said, well, if some of the shooting happens, whose office do you want to be in? Somebody that's unarmed right. or somebody that's armed? Right. There's just no so. question about it. And I uh, thank you so much for the call, David. I feel uh, that my, my I, I have a son with Down syndrome, and I feel like it's uh, a very difficult choice but i really don't feel comfortable with guns in the house because he's smart he's big uh he's clever and he just would not be able to understand that but it it bothers me like i feel like going to survival training camp for families they have it in california and i um uh so i i really feel like it's personally uh, a challenge for me like a real moral dilemma because i have a responsibility to protect my family but I, I also bring up my son because I'm actually on remote right now, on location in L.A. because the Special Olympics World Games are today. And uh, we're taking my son. And I often say how uh, I, I'm, people think that I scare them because I worry about these things. But the reality is when you see these dance kids, when you see the people who love them, the people who go out of their way for this stuff to celebrate every human life, you realize that this power elite that has no respect for us, for our abilities, for our responsibility, really don't get it. They're like a class of their own. They're the ones, I think, a lot of times who are the mentally ill ones. And that maybe that's our hope. Maybe our hope is that we can uh, rise, that, that we will surprise them because of the kind of inherent nobility of man. So I'm super psyched for that. I'm going to wrap it up uh, after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
Wrapping it up, I'm here every Saturday from 3 to 6, your Libertarian Voice on WSB. I'm going to give Bob in Covington the last word. Hey, Bob, you're on with Monica. Yeah, the young, the young MP, what you should be worried about is we have an organization called Oathkeepers.org, and that gathering up the weapons would make it impossible for them to do it because Oathkeepers have sworn they won't violates Americans' right to peaceful assembly and so forth. It's yeah, I've heard that about Oath Keepers. I know about them. Are you? I'm afraid they'll get infiltrated by the wrong, <laughs> by government operatives. No, they're not getting infiltrated. The problem is they represent about a third of the first responders, where in the beginning is a half. They're being bought out. Second thing is our strategy in going to fill up the Republicans with for conservatives has backfired because the people we've got in leadership I'm conservative, they're all progressive. They make an earth what they call themselves, Democrat, Republican, Progressive, and Progressive. I grew up with Mitch McConnell. He's been a sellout artist since J.C.'s days. Kentucky has had a problem in Jefferson County, somewhat similar to Cook County, Illinois. It's just a fast Democrat, Progressive wing that runs basically the state. And guys like McConnell are the occasional token Republicans, but they're progressives. McCain's a good example. Yeah, yeah. It's a little hard to hear you, Bob. But I understand where you're headed. It's you cannot all both of the parties are totally from the top. Uh, no, they just don't represent us. They're they're not. They tell us they do. They're trying to, but they simply are not our representatives. Well, if we stand around waiting for the voter process to bring it in, basically they have the tax process, which they then use to run their campaigns. We have to pay the taxes and they dig down pay more to march on Washington. My theory is we're better off to take out maybe a third of the people and then caucus separately. But we have to do it systematically. We can't just give up. It'll take us another hundred years if I retain control of our country. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not in the uh, in the camp who wants revolution. I do not want oh, I don't violence. Want no, I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's I don't necessary. I mean is to take them out by the political process you have to expose them. Take, take. Yes, I, I am. I'm coming up on a break, but I uh, that's all I think it's going to take is just for people to wake up and understand that this left right thing Republicans and Democrats are playing is uh, just a psychological operation. If we just wake up uh, on that note, I will tell you, I continue this conversation all week. You can go to my Facebook page through my website, Monica Perez show dot com. If you like the show, like me on Facebook. It makes me happy to see more likes. I don't get anything else out of it, but I do like that. And uh, and spread it around because I agree 100% that awareness is is all they care about. They don't want us to think, which is why they have an iron fist on the mainstream media. It's the most important thing to them. Uh, this is your Libertarian Voice on WSB. Monica Perez. Talk to you next week from 3 to 6 on Saturday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.